0: For you, the listeners of my JavaScript story, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. Just enter the promo code Bridge10 for 10% savings. Loot Crate is one of my favorite things. Every month I get a box in the mail, costs less than $20, and it comes with all kinds of goodies. I have stuff from just looking at my shelf, Batman, Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles, Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars and much much more. So if you're a geek, a gamer, anything like that and you want cool stuff to put around your office, cool t-shirts, comic books, etc, then definitely check out Loot Crate. To save 10% on your new subscription, go to lootcrate.com/ruby. Again, that's lootcrate.com/ruby to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter the promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Ian Sinnott. Ian, do you want to say hi?
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Now, uh, you were on episode 277 of JavaScript Jabber. We talked about fostering community through React with Benjamin Dunphy and Berkeley Martinez, and, of course, you. But it's been, man, almost two years. Do you want to fill us in on what's been a while since then?
1: Yeah, I've been writing a lot of JavaScript, as one might expect, but I took a bit of a break, if you will, from the the meetup scene and the, I guess, trying to be on podcast scene and just engaging a lot less with the community in ways other than on GitHub. So mm. I've been on GitHub, but generally not visible outside of that.
0: Awesome. Yeah, but we pestered you and we got you on the show, so.
1: Good no, break. I'm excited. <laughs> this Great. is nice.
0: So uh, yeah let's go ahead and dive in. I incidentally I did notice that I wasn't on the episode that you did. It was Amy and Dave were our pan- regular panelists and then you know our three guests so, so this is the first time we're talking, which is kind of fun but uh, yeah. anyway let's let's go in the wayback machine and talk about how you got into programming.
1: Yeah, absolutely this is uh, maybe, maybe there's a lot of commonality or maybe it's weird I don't even know but for me, I took a CS course, or two CS courses in college, and they were focused on fun stuff like building. We built Frogger with Java as some sort of Java applet, I think, a lot of Java nice. graphical programming, which was, was weird. And then some, we did some assembly too, which at the time I was just, I had no idea what was happening. And a fun language called SML, which is like a more obscure Haskell for, if anyone has heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, so that's how I got started, I would say, but it didn't stick at all. So you know, I got through those two courses and then just stopped for quite a long time.
0: So what made you come back then?
1: Uh, it was, it, this has been kind of a theme in my life, like stop, start things that I end up learning, like BIM was one of those things for me. But I did um, after that, you know, a couple years later after that course, I decided that I wanted to get Back into of programming, so I started doing HTML, but the project that I did was an HTML email template. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of more just bashing my head against a wall because I was programming HTML like it was the mid-90s or something. Tables everywhere, rendering inconsistencies, and it was, it was no fun, but it did get me back into at least writing monospace font code in an editor, which <laughs> was unusual. That was a new skill. Nice. So, then, after that, though, I, there was another break, as there is, but then, finally, I met someone who, I was talking to someone at a meetup in 2013 or something, and he said, he told me about, oh, how he had built a store, and I wondered, you know, what, how he did it, and he had integrated with Stripe, mm-hmm. but to me, that was just, I hadn't met anyone, I guess, who had really engineered things before, so I was just mind-blown. I could not believe that someone actually built a payment system. Even though he didn't build Stripe, I was just, Mm -hmm. I was mind blown. And so I began looking into more seriously. I asked this person for advice and I got into PHP and WordPress. So my history of starting a program was just a laundry list of technologies that a lot of programmers today would just cringe at.
0: (laughs) Well, WordPress is still widely used. I have a neighbor who does Laravel and loves it, so... You know, as much as we kind of cringe at some of these technologies, they've come a long way. And I, I kind of hesitate to uh, make fun of anybody because of their uh, technological choice. But at the same time, yeah, you know, it's we've got so many nice tools out there, and so it's you know, why wouldn't you pick one of these really nice gems that we have out here? So,
1: yeah, yeah, especially for greenfield projects. But yeah. uh, I get it. When you know something and you know it well, I mean, that's what JavaScript is for me now. So it's the go-to tool. It's the hammer to all the nails of problems that yep. happen.
0: Absolutely. So what was it about web development that got you excited as opposed to maybe doing mobile or uh, embedded systems or, you know, there are a lot of options out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a really good question. Cause I, having talked to a number of beginning programmers, I try to articulate that as well. You know, why, why you could start here, why it's a good idea. And I think with the web in particular, It's very high level, so you don't have to deal with what the garbage collector does for you. You don't have to really understand how computers work. You don't have to know anything about memory. Uh, You just kind of learn some syntax and you can get some very quick wins. And that's the thing that I think makes the web platform amazing to learn on is those quick wins. And not just the quick wins, but the speed of iteration, too. You can make something, it'll work, or it'll break, but you'll know really quickly. And you can open up the Chrome DevTools and you can get almost instant feedback on this works or this doesn't work. There's just a lot of this really good feedback that allows you to iterate quickly instead of, I don't know, changing some code and compiling for some undetermined amount of time and then waiting to see if it worked.
0: Yep. Makes a ton of sense. So uh, when you got into the web development with PHP and JavaScript and WordPress and stuff, up until fairly recently, WordPress was very back-end oriented, not very front-end oriented at all. So what was yeah. it that made you cross over into JavaScript?
1: Yeah, it was, I think it was that I really liked, still do, really like native applications. I really like apps that are just, you know, snappy, that feel responsive and that that do what you want them to do seemingly quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And when I was getting into these things, you know, this is still the case. There are a lot of applications that are just, you know, back-end application that'll serve up some HTML, and it's all dynamic HTML, and you have to do a full-page refresh for every action you do. There's plenty of that, but the whole rise of the single-page web app really made me excited about it, because I saw these native-like experiences on the web with its extremely fast iteration phase, with its high-level language. So that's what that's what excited me and still does.
0: Interesting, especially since I talked to a lot of people who, they really hate single-page apps. And then I talked to a bunch of other people, and they're like, man, this is the only way to do almost anything. And I don't know that either one is always right, but it's interesting to talk through.
1: Yeah, people definitely, I understand the point that it's like, if everything is a spa, it's kind of like, well, these spas are, they're taking over the world. I don't want a spa, I want a native application, or I want something that just works for what I want it to do. And... I get that. I think there are a lot of applications that simply wouldn't exist if it wasn't possible to build and like, you know, spin up something really quick. Yeah. So yeah. Net positive, I think.
0: I think so too. I mean, some of these apps, from what I can tell, you know, they, they really kind of shine because they're highly interactive and they do a lot of things for you. And then, yeah, I've also talked to some people and it's like, you know what? I just kind of need an animation here and an animation here. I can make the server render the rest. And so, yeah, I, I kind of see both sides of that argument.
1: Yeah. it's They're all just tools. And, yeah, single-page apps probably do get overused. But it's a tool that works, so it's going to get used.
0: Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's just fun. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this technology. Let me see how far I can take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It actually reminds me of WordPress since we were mm-hmm. talking about it. Like, I, I was using WordPress to build all sorts of things that WordPress is a terrible option for and <laughs> nice <laughs> so you don't know WordPress is not great for so many like it's good for blogging WordPress is great for blogging mm-hmm. and then you're building stores on top of it or you know these things yeah. that people still do I'm not against people doing it I just all I knew if I did it if I'd known other languages I would have used other languages Yep, absolutely
0: I'm actually going to be doing some WordPress work tonight so not not necessarily <laughs> much in WordPress but the the podcasts are all hosted on WordPress and I uh, we started two new shows one on React and one on Vue and I've got to go do some updates to the website to make it work for those shows.
1: Oh nice. So
0: anyway, but this show about you not me. So 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 what what's kind of your uh, flavor of choice then if you're doing single page apps you're probably using Vue, React or Angular.
1: Yeah. Yeah, those are those are the big 3. Uh, React, React. Is, Yeah, I, I was talking about it, you know, last time what was that 2 years ago or mm-hmm. sometime in the past and that's still React is is very good. It maybe it just resonates with the way my mind works or whatnot. I I really like it. I really like just JSX and JavaScript and everything else is JavaScript. Yeah, that makes sense. There was I just listened to uh, Nick Desabato or I don't know how to De say Desabato. Yeah, Desabato. He yeah. was on the show with you guys yep. and he was talking about that. He'd I think. Trusting. Yeah. Yeah, but like talking about how how React Uh or jQuery or Angular, like you might end up writing very specific code that, you know, you become an Angular developer, say. You're really good at Angular, but are you really good at JavaScript? I don't know. You might be or you might not be. But they're not necessarily these skills that translate.
0: Yeah, there's, there's always that discussion, though. I mean, I remember 10, 11 years ago when I got into Ruby on Rails, it was, well, do you program Rails or Ruby, you know? And the answer was kind of both, but mostly I did it how Rails wanted me to do it because that's what I was doing. And you see a lot of that with Angular. I mean, Angular has a very distinctive format that you write in with TypeScript. And you see some of that, too, with JSX and React in ES6, You know, but it's, it's a lot less constrained, I see, as far as style goes. But Vue also has a, a distinct flavor to it. You know, and it just depends on how strong the flavor is and how much it overpowers the underlying technology—TypeScript, ES6, uh, ES5, whatever. It, it's just—it's—it's it's, it's interesting to see where people end up with, or end up at. Yeah. With it. So, what
1: are you working yeah. on now? So, I—short answer—is hardware. I decided I want to extend my knowledge into the physical world at some point, and so I've been working on. I've got a Raspberry Pi, I've got an Arduino, and playing around with those. There's a very interesting project for the listeners, if they don't know, called Johnny5, which is mm-hmm. JavaScript on your Arduino or a whole bunch of devices. But if you want to program something that normally would take, you know, a C like language, I think. I'm not sure exactly what the Arduino language is, but it looks a lot like C. You can do it in JavaScript, which yeah. is quite nice.
0: Yeah, if it's not C, it's pretty close to it. Uh, yeah. I've I built a Pinewood Derby track and the timing is all done with an Arduino. And I downloaded some open source software that somebody had written to run it. And, yeah, it looks a whole lot like C. But I'm not not convinced that it's C proper.
1: Right. I think it's some flavoring of it.
0: Yeah, I think think you wind up pulling in some headers for some Arduino-specific libraries so you can hit pins and stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... Johnny 5 is one of the, I didn't make it a, not a pick, but just something that I'd mentioned because it's it does look really cool. And if uh, this is something that I hear so often, uh, maybe it's just a Bay Area thing, but people talk about how their blinds don't automatically go up and down. This is just one of those things that tons of people want in their home. And that was kind of my motivation. I'm working towards blinds that will automatically raise and lower based on some API that I create.
0: That actually sounds really nice. It'd be nice to be able to just, yeah, sit at my desk and say, you know what? I'm kind of in this mood and have it adjust my blinds, turn my light off or on, or at some brightness. Yeah, that that'd be really nice.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Well when you
0: figure that out, I'll let you do all the work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I'll I'll let you know if it does come to fruition. (laughs) But that's the larger point there is the the reason for me and maybe for other people that might be interested is that Learning hardware lets you attach an API to essentially anything yeah. in the physical world, which is, that's amazing. That's next level.
0: Well, that's the thing that's so exciting about technologies like home automation and stuff, right? Is that it's, you know what, I can get what I want with a minimum of effort. Of course, if you're coding it yourself, it's not really a minimum of effort until you're done. But yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. nice, right? It's, it's okay, well, I just get what I want. And my kids are all so used to talking to... My kids are also used to talking to Amazon, Alexa, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Alexa raised blind. This is one of those things that needs to work. That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Anything else that you're working on that you want to talk about or anything, anything that you've work. done in the JavaScript community that you're particularly excited about or proud of?
1: One thing I will call out, something I worked on a bit over the past few years was rendering static sites in React. That was uh-huh. something that I kind of cheerleaded about. And I built some projects around it and you know not, nothing too nothing high profile at all. But then Gatsby came about. It. So I'm just gonna mention Gatsby because it's super popular already. You've probably heard of it if you're listening to this, but it's also a very cool project, which I very much enjoy and endorse and think it's a really excellent way to build a blog or you know, content sites with JavaScript and React.
0: Yeah, I think we have an episode coming up on Gatsby on React Roundup. Um, oh nice! My JavaScript story—we're so far ahead that it's probably already out if you're listening to this. But if we don't have one scheduled, we'll probably have one soon. So, yeah, and and yeah. there there are interesting projects. I think Vue has Nuxt.js. I've I've seen something similar with Angular Universal. So again, you know, it's and it's funny because these ideas are not new, right? You know, we've had static site generators for a long time, but. It's okay. Well, I can think about this in the technology I actually use, and it adapts nicely. And the other thing that I see is that some people they actually use a backend like WordPress, and then they use the Gatsby JS to generate all those pages, and then they just serve it statically.
1: Right. That's that's a really. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'd forgotten, but it is one of those things where it makes so much sense. At least I think so to say I have this WordPress admin UI that anyone managing the content will use. Mm -hmm. And then whoever is building the site, which is going to have all sorts of very custom requirements, most likely, they can build it in React. And you just hook the two together, decouple, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, well, the other thing is is that then if somebody goes to myawesomewebsite.com, then what they wind up with is that it's a static site they can't actually hack. Yeah. So they have to know where your WordPress install is, if they can even access it publicly in order to mess with your website
1: right and ideally ideally they can't access yeah. it publicly keep that private keep it behind a vpn and then generate with gatsby that is a really nice security model
0: yep absolutely cool what were your projects called i'd be interested to look at them even if
1: extremely creative names like a react static webpack plugin Ooh, so nice <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm like, I'm not gonna brand this at all. I just wanted to show up in search results. Or rather, I didn't know what to name it. So uh-huh. these are the things. Yeah, there's that and there's a boilerplate I wrote for it. But basically I just took I wanted to get a list of all your routes from mm. React Router, because it you know it you were just writing a config with right. your React Router JSX. So I just parsed that into some routes, then generated all the pages from that. And this is my idea of like, I just want to build a React Router app with React and React Router, of course, and then just click a button, run a command, and suddenly I have a full static site for all the yeah. static content. Yeah, so, absolutely.
0: And and I love that, you know, yeah, whether or not you actually, anyone uses it, it's still a proof of concept, right? And you learn what you yeah. wanted from it.
1: Yeah, I learned arguably way too much webpack. I learned more than I wanted to know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But...
1: It was good. Good stuff.
0: All right. Well, anything else you're working on now that you want to highlight?
1: Not, not what I'm working on, I guess, for the listeners. I would also highlight the well, RxJS. I feel like I talked about this uh-huh. last time because I'm always talking about RxJS. Great uh-huh. library. All the async done very well. Functional reactive programming. But I would specifically call out a Redux observable as a nice a Redux middleware that lets you... It's Kind of like an alternative to Redux Saga, I guess. And I admit I do not have not used the sagas, so I can't really compare and contrast the two. But Redux Observable is what we use at my work, and we have you know a very complex front end product that is scaled really well in terms of complexity because we have observables in the system. So it's worked quite well. Redux is still great. Check these things out if you are not sure what async middleware you should be using.
0: Yep. Awesome. Incidentally, you're talking about RxJS. The episode right before yours will be Tracy Lee. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yep. All right. Well, let's go ahead and do some picks. Are there some things you want to shout out about? Do you run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. on the invoice that says "Pay me now," and it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial. If you try them out, so go to gofreshbooks.com/devchat and enter devchat in the "How did you hear about us?" section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com/devchat and enter devchat in the "How did you hear about us?" section.
1: Yeah, definitely. I. I think I chose all non-JavaScript picks to uh, mix it up and give people something they might not have seen already.
0: There you
1: go. So pick number one is a blog post from 2012 by HowdyO11, Patrick McKenzie, someone that a number of listeners likely heard of. It's called Salary Negotiation. Make more money, be more valued. And the reason this is a pick is because, as Mr. Patrick says and has said many times, this is one of those things that you should really think about if you're an engineer is your your salary, your compensation, and exactly how to negotiate it. Not in a combative way, but because this is this is just part of your livelihood and it's part of what you what you do. Yep. And so the the idea is just that it doesn't take too long and it's something that most people should think about. And it's also, if you're especially if you're at a more junior level of engineering, it's probably one of the highest ROI activities you could do is learn how to negotiate higher salary way higher than even the markets which have returned really nicely over the past uh, year few years just get more salary huge roi yeah the uh second pick that i have here is a book about postgres called a curious moon and this is essentially a postgres tool. and i have the links for you need them later mm-hmm. but What was interesting to me is, one, I found it super useful. I know way more Postgres now than I used to, and Postgres is an amazing database. And this book has this weird way of... It's a fictional story, but yet it's also a Postgres book and a Postgres tutorial. And I think that that weird mix actually worked quite well. And it made this a really interesting read in addition to a really useful read. So, Curious Moon, learn some databases. Postgres is amazing. Very good. Then my last pick is... Uh, another podcast. So again, listeners might have heard of it. It's called Cortex, and it is a podcast about meta work, essentially, like how we work and ways to be more productive in doing our work. This is another one of those things which I found for myself a lot as an engineer to be able to think about the work instead of just do. It. and that's what that podcast is largely about. It's perhaps a little bit less technical than. A lot of your listeners might like but i i've certainly gotten some value from it so i recommend it it's a interesting podcast
0: no that's great i love getting more content out there and that's the thing that i really love about podcasts too is that nobody's going to go do traditional media about metalworking right i mean yeah. you, you get like we have the sling tv which is one of my picks and they run a commercial periodically for like who uh, make blades. So they have bladesmiths and it's we're making a blade out of a motorcycle. Ah, 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 you know, and oh, yeah, that one will that one will definitely cut the head off of this mannequin, you know. And so it's entertainment. Right. But if you're really into the craft, it, nobody's going to make a real show about it. Right. Here's how you here's how you temper the blade. Here's how you you know do all the things you have to do. And so if you're really into that stuff. That's what I love about podcasts is that they're going to get into the nitty gritty stuff where the the people who aren't into it are just going to yawn and be like, dude, you're such a nerd. And, you know, but but yeah, if that if that's your thing, it's a big payoff and it's awesome. So, yeah, plus one podcasts. on any
1: pick like that. Yeah, it's such a good medium for this. This weird, super in-depth niche topic.
0: Yep, absolutely. And uh, the other pick that I have, this is going to come out way after. Uh, react dev summit but it'll probably come out before or right around js dev summit so if you're looking at something to do for a week for free that you know it's all online it's free to come to live and then if you want to get the videos and a bunch of other freebies i'm talking to a bunch of my friends and trying to get like uh, books and stuff like that that i can throw in on the on the tickets but yeah if you're looking for any of that then definitely check it out that's going to be at jsdevsummit.com. And if you don't know about them yet, React Roundup and Views on View are both two new podcasts that we're putting out there. currently working on one on Elixir, and then I'm probably going to go off of the language and framework train, and I'm probably going to do something like machine learning as the next show. So keep an eye out for that stuff, too. We're recorded out like four or five months for this show, so that's why I'm talking in hypotheticals for some of this, because I... I I don't actually know what shows I'm going to be working on after the Elixir show, but uh, go to devchat.tv and check it out and uh, let us know what you think and if there are any other shows you want us to hit. All right, Ian, one more question. People want to see what you're working on now or follow you maybe on Twitter or GitHub. Maybe you have a blog out there where you're showing off all your cool hardware tricks. Uh, Where do they go?
1: Yeah, the blog is blog.iancident.com a nice Gatsby blog. So you'll either hate it because it's actually a single page application or you'll love it. It's super responsive. And also I'm on Twitter at Ian underscore S I N N. So yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: All right. Now when you say Ian com, it's uh, s i n n o t t, right?
1: Yes. We are doing audio, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> just yeah, just I'm make staring sure at you. So, can find it,
1: so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly.
0: So go follow Ian on Twitter. Uh, Go check out his uh, GitHub and definitely go see what's on his blog. All right. Well, thank you for coming and talking to us. We'll have to get you on React Roundup to talk about stuff. And uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll catch you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CacheFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit cachefl to learn more.